Hey, everybody. Welcome to another bonus episode of Randing and Raving. We are back with Joe Rand, Chief Creative Officer for Howard Hanna Rand Realty and Real Estate Raconteur. The premise of this series is very simple. We have listeners call in to 480-270-4590 and leave a question or a comment for Joe to respond to. Joe has no idea which voicemail I'm going to play for him, and we just sit back, relax, and let Joe go. So let's get this show on the road. Hello, Joe. Great to see you again as we prepare another episode of Randing and Raving. Bill, I couldn't be happier to be with you here today. This is the highlight of my week, these few moments we get to spend together. There's no way I believe that, but thanks for saying it. You have no idea what my life is like, Bill. I'm not saying I'm proudly. I'm just saying the reality is that the rest of my week is is not nearly as much fun as this. I enjoy it. I I get that. I'll take that. Um, So... You know, we've got another question this week. Uh, any thoughts? Yeah, before we get to the question, yeah, before we get sure. to the question, I have a question for you. Okay. Last week we got into it, and I used as a reference point the movie Amadeus. Yes, yes, I was you did. Referencing Salieri, and then you confessed at the end that my whole analogy <laughs> fell flat because you don't—you've never seen Amadeus. It's just been out for like forty years. It's a very old movie, and yeah. you've never seen it. So, have you? Did you take advantage of the week I, to watch it this last week and catch up with? With the you know this very important movie uh, in our in our general uh, system, uh, I ha- I have to be honest, I I haven't seen it yet, but but I know. Look, I I know the movie Amadeus. It won some Academy Awards. My wife's a huge Oscar fan, and I yeah. know that that Mozart's played by um, Larry from Animal House, right? So that's how <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, that's Larry. That's yeah. I go, oh, that's Larry. He, he, he had, he was, he made out with the mayor's daughter. I mean, that's yeah. what I yeah. think about. So it, I it's don't know good. if I can, can it's I just suspend... have that reference point. What you don't know is that Flounder <laughs> plays Beethoven, uh, in the same movie. I, I don't actually know. I don't know if that's true. A little known and fact. Actually, I, I don't even know if Beethoven and Mozart think... lived during the same era. So I, that would totally Probably not make not. sense. I but they could have had a flashback on, or something. It could yeah, have been something I think like that's that. on the cutting room floor. I don't think it made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So, yeah. So, I, uh, Bill, I never knew how middle-brow to low-brow you are. <laughs> like, you know, your reference points are all, well, this guy was in Animal House. You know, yeah. You don't know anything. Yeah. You knew Princess um, Bride. You'd seen that movie. Yes. That's important. Yes. Let's, uh, you know, you can but use Porky's. You can use Porky's. <laughs> Uh, and American Pie. See, um, yeah. see, the thing is, Bill. The thing is, you're not. Even, I don't think we're even allowed to talk about these movies. Like these are movies you're are now right. so problematic. They are, and, and it's right. and you know, and I have young kids. My kids are ten and eight, and it is really a difficult thing to like watch movies with them because you know anything that's come out in the last five years, particularly Disney stuff, generally safe, but like. Even the Disney stuff, if it's more than 10 years old, you got to be really careful because we queued up on a vacation like a couple of months ago. We queued up Peter Pan. Have you seen Peter Pan recently? Do you Not know what's recently. on Peter Pan? Peter uh, Pan is, is un- you, you can't show Peter Pan. Peter Pan, like a third of the movie is all very, very problematic Native American stereotypes. Like the, yes. the island has the has the Lost Boys. It's got the pirates. It's got some mermaids who are probably too sexy for my kids. <laughs> and then and there's and then there's the quote unquote Indians who are all. I mean, it's just literally a, a cacophony of stereotype. 
And this is a yeah. Disney movie that's like available on Disney Plus. And we're watching it. My wife and I, the kids are like digging it. They don't really have a sense of these things. My wife and I are looking at each other like, oh, oh. <laughs> so like, God, and that's, that's a Disney movie. Like you think I'm going to let my kids watch Porky's or watch Animal House. I mean, I watched with my wife, Bill, with my wife. I watched when Gene Wilder died. I'm such a huge Gene Wilder fan. I put on Young Frankenstein, one of my favorite movies oh. of history. And oh. the whole movie in the last third turns on <laughs> a, a sexual assault of, of Wilder's wife. I mean, like, I didn't know. I don't remember that. I'm watching it. My wife is like, I can't believe you're making me watch this movie. I'm like, I didn't remember this was here. I know. I remember. Listen, I, we all know Blazing Saddles. There's no way you're getting away with Blazing Saddles. But Young Frankenstein, I had no idea. And then I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, my God, this is horrible. This is a... This is terrible what's happening to this poor woman. <laughs> and it's like the whole thing on that. It's yeah. the monster. Madeline Kahn. Yeah. Madeline the, Kahn. The, the wonderful Madeline Kahn. Yeah. But there's Who no made way her... to fix it. They can't edit it because like her... the, the whole thing turns on that. Her film debut was Blazing Saddles. Is that no, right? No, I take that back. No, it was actually a Barbara Streisand movie. Uh, it was uh, uh, What's Up, Doc? But you know all this, and you still have never seen Amadeus. This is this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I, mean, like, I have seriously. this. I have this weird fascination with Barbara Streisand. I, you can see me, right? I know that the listeners can't, but look, look at my fingers. It. What's my finger pointing at? That's a Barbara Streisand doll that I have with all my That's, sports memorabilia in my in my office. I don't think. You know, I don't think. I think you probably want to cut this part of the conversation. You don't want people knowing. That. <laughs> no way. I'll leave I, it really, in. You know, I love you know, this. No, you got to <laughs> just cut it out. Like, we'll just move right. on. Three, two, one, ready? and we're back in. Are you ready? Are you ready yeah, for ready. our question this week? Okay. Let's so. get a question on. Let's get a question up here. All what right. We here we go. So I'm going to uh, – let's see. All right. Here we go. Hi, Joe. Phil out of Phoenix. I am just wondering why MLS 8.0 now restricts sellers from marketing their house. Now the seller can't market their house without it being on MLS? Isn't that – doesn't that seem like it, it's a little overreaching? Thanks. Love to hear your take. All right, Bill. Now, here's the thing. I, I Every time up to now, I recognize the voice or the person who left me the message left a name, so I had something to work with. Who the hell is this Phil person <laughs> from Texas or from Phoenix? <laughs> Phil, this is Phil Sexton. He's actually a very good friend of mine. Uh, Phil is part of the Seabock team. They are the number one team in Phoenix. Uh, so they're they're a big team doing some great there with EXP Realty and Phil is, um, in my opinion, kind of a, a marketing genius, uh, real techie, and right. uh, kind well, of kind of yeah, good guy well, in Phoenix. You didn't make all that up, right? Phil Sexton sounds a little made up. Sexton, like that, <laughs> that just seems like you're 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 baiting me to do something stupid. Um, <laughs> no. so he works for EXP. All right, Phil, thank you for the question. I hope uh, things are you know Phoenix was such a beautiful place. I was there last year. Uh, it's a little hot. I was. There. I got invited to speak in Tucson, not last year, because last year I didn't get invited to speak anywhere. But the year before, I got invited to speak in Tucson in July. Like, who does that to people? Who invites somebody from the East Coast to come speak in Tucson in July when it's like 110 degrees and I'm dying to leave New York in February. Does anybody invite me to Tucson in February? No, Bill. Just <laughs> July. The hot, I've never been so hot as I was in Tucson in July. 
And I was in Phoenix too. I had to go, had to fly through Phoenix. I was in Phoenix. It's very nice, but it's very warm. It's, it's, it's a little warm there in the summer. You're talking about timing. What about Inman in New York in January? It's the worst. (laughs) No, it's absolutely ridiculous that he does Inman in New York in January, which is the worst month in New York city. And then he used to do Inman in, in August in San Francisco, which is the worst month to be in, in, in San Francisco. Not to say August is so great for New York either, because it's really sweaty in New York in, in August. But like, like, no, who wants to fly? Like, that's why they had like, what, about 10 years ago, they had the Inman that was like six feet of snow piling up on the, on the roads. And I got into a car accident on my way there because I could drive to the city from where I live. Um, so, yeah, so going to Phoenix in August, going to Manhattan in January, going to San Francisco in August, people plan a little better. Plan it out. Make a make a better. Now we're going to now we're going to Vegas in August, which is a terrible time to be in Vegas. So it's also very hot. At least you're inside ninety percent of the time. All right. True. So Phil, Phil, thank you for the question. I hope Phil got some of that EXP stock. Phil, uh, Bill, I, that, that, that EXP stock doing very well. Doing I don't know. Yeah, it's doing well. I, I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. I, mean, I just know generally. I kind of. But I don't, I don't have any – I don't get to touch my money. My wife has all my money, and she doles it out to me in, in 10s and 20s periodically. So I have something to get lunch with, and that's the last I see it. So I have no idea how I'm doing. That's perfect. Uh, but I'm pretty sure I have dozens of dollars invested in the stock market, dozens and dozens of dollars. Uh, and maybe hopefully some of it's with the XP because I, I do believe it's done very well. Anyway, here's a question. His question is this. See if I understand correctly. Is that – the new rules coming out of NAR, I think it's NAR, or maybe it's at a coalition of MLSs, I don't know. But the new rules are, are, are that uh, as a corollary to the idea that you can't advertise a listing until it's publicly available, they're now saying, well, you can't, even the seller can't advertise a listing until it's publicly available because the seller would basically be doing an end around the broker. And and, and, and it sounds as if Phil is not a big fan of this rule and he's sort of framing it as like, you know, how dare they tell the seller what to do? But like we tell sellers what to do all the time. Like that's not unusual. Like sellers who are renting a house, they can't advertise it for, you know, I only want to rent it to these kinds of people. That would be a fair housing violation. You know, if they are taking advantage of the housing market, they have certain obligations that they have to abide by. They're allowed to, I mean, quite honestly, but you're allowed to discriminate on the renting of a property if you don't advertise it. I mean, it, well, there's, you know, there's certain restrictions. It's, it goes back and forth. But like, if you're taking advantage of the industry, you have certain obligations that are inherent with the industry. Now, here's, and, and he does like he likes it, but like, here's the thing. I'm really anti-pocket listing. We covered this a couple of weeks ago. I just never think it's in the interest of the seller. Except if you're, you know, somebody, you know, you're Beyonce, maybe. Right. I don't think it's ever in the interest of the seller. I think it's almost always done as a money grab by the listing agent. I don't think it's in keeping with what makes the real estate industry great, which is the cooperation, which is the idea that houses are homes, they are valued by a fluid and transparent market. It's not fluid and transparent if there are some homes that are marketed off market. Um, it's not a fluid and transparent market and it's not, I don't like it. I don't think it's right. And so the extent to which this rule, the purpose of it is to prevent an agent from getting a listing, taking it in their pocket and then rooting, routing all the advertising through the seller to make it legal. I kind of get it. I understand it. It's basically, you know, there is nothing that prevents bill, a seller 
from legitimately marketing their home if they're not doing anything with the MLS or they're not doing anything with a broker, right? I think that's the basic idea is that yeah. you're always allowed to market your home if you're a FISBO. It's just that if you're in some sort of agreement with an agent, well, then you are now undertaking obligation to do your advertising through that agent because the agent is only allowed to advertise it once it's available for the public. And I think that's okay. I think that's right. And I and I, I hate it because I, I like to agree with my people that's, that are so nice enough to give me these questions that I'm, that I'm disagreeing with him. And it's an interesting question, but like, I don't see it as like an abrogation of the rights of the seller. The seller can always advertise their home if they want to. It's just a limitation of those rights if that seller is in a relationship with a broker and the broker is now trying to pocket the listing and do advertising by funneling it through the, the seller, which I don't think is right. I don't think it's true. I think that I think I think the market is best served by everybody knowing about, having access to, being able to sell every listing that's on the market. And I'm gonna I'm gonna die on that hill, Bill. I'm gonna die on that hill. I hope not literally, but like <laughs> that's the hill I'll stand on. There's a lot of things that I'm willing to like, you know, I, I can be flexible on and I'll see different sides of, but like the idea that every listing should be publicly available if it's listed with a broker and that the market should be as open and transparent and fluid as possible. You know, that's I, I'm uncompromising on that. Yeah, no, I get it. I, I get it. And I think that's you've been very consistent on that point, not only here on our little gig, but everywhere I've seen you talk about this on stage. Right. I, I know that's your uh, you've been very, I'm, very consistent. Bill, I'm nothing if not consistent. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. And you know why? Because I lack the imagination to have two different ideas in my head at any given time. <laughs> so, like, yes, I'm consistent because. I've learned a long time ago that if I try to like, if I try to get like really complicated in my thinking, like it's just going to all break down. And then I start to like, I, I get really crazy. So yeah, I'm consistent. I believe that. There are certain things I think are really important. That's one of them. So, you know, someday I'm going to need to talk to your kids. You know, I just need to interview them. Can you, <laughs> ask, them how, can you ask them how they're doing? Because they don't talk to me, Bill. They don't like, could you ask them how school's going? I just want to like, know. Answer you? I just, I just want to know what Joe Rand's like. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> when dude. when Peter Pan comes on, I mean, I'm just curious. When Peter Pan comes on, I'm I'm looking through my fingers like with like uh like oh I can't believe I'm seeing this like I'm making sure like oh am I going to get reported for this like it's really it's so problematic and oh so awkward the whole thing was so awkward and my kids That's later funny. they're like they're like quoting the movie I'm like no oh, please don't go to school and do that like I'll just get a letter from the teacher the whole bit all right. Well, I'm gonna look. Gonna I'm gonna do? let you go. You 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 have things to do. You're a busy man, and you can only do one thought at a time. So you need more time in a yeah. day. So let's yeah. give some back to you. Thank you so much again yeah. for, for another week, wonderful back next episode. Week with another edition, and we, and we got, you got to have a question that in some way allows me to promote my book, Bill. Because oh. now been a couple of weeks, we haven't mentioned the book. I got to sell some books. These kids, I got to pay for that Disney Plus subscription so I can watch all these excellent movies that Disney serves up to me. Remember, go to the show notes of this episode to find the links to pick up either How to Be a Great Real Estate Agent or Doubters, Discounters, and Disruptors. I probably said that backwards. Sorry. Hey, said that. It's all right. Okay, good. You got, you got the right names anyway. They're all in the okay. same order. Good. You used all all Ds. It's tough. I once, called, right. you, I once called you Bill Sessions. So like, I really oh, that was true. Time. That was great. Yeah, we're even now. I okay, you with Sessions. I thought that, what, a great, what a great podcast. He calls it the Sessions, the Real Estate Sessions, because yeah. his name is Bill Sessions. I had no idea. 
If it wasn't Sessions, I would have thought your name was Bill Podcast. Like, oh, he's Bill Podcast. He's got the podcast. <laughs> we got we got to go, Joe. All right, we got to go. All right. Great. Thanks. Talk to you soon. See you, Bill. Thanks so much for checking out Randing and Raving with Joe Rand on the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. You can always throw in a rating and review. That helps as well. And to leave your question or comment for Joe, the number is 480-270-4590. Cheers. See you, Bill.